is the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mallon, a weekly audio podcast that covers everything sports in the Dayton and Cincinnati, Ohio region. No faffing around, no unnecessary chatter, no focusing on that school in Columbus like other shows, just good, honest, local sports happening in Southwest Ohio, Northern Kentucky, and East Central Indiana. Be sure to bookmark sindaypod.com for ways to listen and podcast merchandise. Theme song by Kevin McLeod on freept.com. Here's your host, Lee W. Mallon. I know, I'm actually recording an episode of this podcast, even though my heart's not fully into it just yet. Hello and welcome back to the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast. I'm sorry I've been gone for nearly two months now, but a lot of things happened. Uh, my fiance had some life events happen, and eventually I just didn't want to record. There were a few days where I didn't want to record ever again for this podcast and just let it go by the wayside. But then I realized how much of a disservice I would be doing to the local sports scene, especially around in Dayton, since there's one talk show and it's mostly focused about that team in Columbus and also bashing on the Bengals because (laughs) it's funny. You know, uh, some of the reasons why I stopped doing this podcast for nearly two months is the fact that, you know, my number's dropped down considerably, I was sharing it, I was doing everything, and I wasn't getting the love back. And I know that makes me sound a bit like a douchebag, which is fine, but yeah, there was times like, why am I still doing this? It's not like, hey, the local radio stations in Dayton going to hire me anytime soon. Look at my resume, like, oh, you got a great resume, but um, no, we're not going to hire you. So, yeah. And, you know, there's times where I'm like, why do I put my heart and soul into this when nobody cares? So, yeah, that's where I've been mostly. Yes, I know I've been busy this summer. Champion City Kings, Dayton Dragons, blah, 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 blah. But how many times am I going to be able to say I've been busy and not, you know, truly express what's wrong with me at the moment? Just, again... You know, putting out a superior product to what you can hear on the airwaves in Dayton and having, you know, no love out of it. You know, there's people that coast on their luck and everything and brag about it, and that just irritates me more than anything. Whereas I've been out of school since 2010, and I'm still trying to find my way in 2021. So, yeah. And I know that's not entirely fair to start off this podcast with, you know, a long tangent, long, you know, speech like this. But you might as well know that, yeah, there were times where I didn't want to do this podcast ever again, you know. But I am back. I hope to be back every week now, especially with high school football, because, you know, we run through the scores and everything, which I still got to get that set up on my computer. (laughs) So, welcome back to the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast. This is your source of local sports. Too bad none of the other radio stations in Dayton think that's important, but let's carry on. 
It is the start of high school football season tonight here in the state of Ohio, and I'm very excited. One, because I get to work in Cincinnati again, Woo! working with ESP Media for my third year, second year with the Princeton Vikings, and ESP Media is now in a working partnership with Flow Sports. And yes, on this podcast, I mentioned about Flow Sports and FC Cincinnati fans and blah, 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 blah. You can go back and past episodes and listen to that. But this partnership is awesome because Flow Sports has basically challenged ESP Media to pretty much do everything for their client schools. My boss told me close to 500 broadcasts in a school year. So, yeah, I'm going to see Cincinnati a lot and I love it. My first game is tonight. Yes, I know it's a Thursday, the 19th of August, 2021. And yes, I know high school football is normally on Fridays, but it's a crosstown showdown match. It's the first one of the season, and there's three this weekend. It's a tremendous event held by In-Game Sports, a great sports marketing company in Cincinnati, Tom Gamble. He does an amazing job with that, and also the Reds High School Futures Showcase for baseball. You might have been able to pick up that since I said Reds, but never mind. So, yeah, Cincinnati high school football is definitely going to be what I'm catching the most. Also, staying in tune with Dayton high school football and a little bit of Lima area because, you know, this coverage area goes from Allen County down to Northern Kentucky. So, yeah, there's going to be a lot of great high school football. Now, this isn't an episode where I'm going to cover every single school. Good Lord, I'd be here for years and I'd miss my game tonight because, let me tell you, there's a lot of high schools. Uh, It's back to a 10-game regular season. But what has changed from previous non-COVID-affected years, 16 teams in each region get in the playoffs. I said 16. Now, for Division I Region 4, there are 17 schools, and this is, okay, for those that don't know the numbers in Ohio high school uh, sports, the smaller the number, one, means the bigger the school is. One is the biggest schools in Ohio, whereas in football, Division 7, your tiny schools and other sports in Ohio, it's Division three, sometimes division four, there are a very, very few amount of sports that have one or two divisions. But basically, if you have a bigger number saying seven, you have a very tiny school. Whereas if you're division one, you got the biggest schools. There we go. Glad I can bring that up for you. And regions are numbered, uh, what is it? Northwest, Southwest, excuse me, Northwest, Northeast, Southeast, and Southwest. The last number of the division regions are Southwest Ohio. Uh, sometimes Division Three, excuse me, Division One, Region Three will have Dayton area schools and Columbus area schools. But generally, when I say Division One, Region Four, just think Cincinnati. So yeah, sixteen schools out of each division and region get in the playoffs. Each region. So the first thought you might have is, well. That's going to water down playoffs a lot because, you know, only one school doesn't get in in Division One, Region 4. Because, again, there's 17 schools and 16 get in. Which, yeah, 
you can say it waters it down, especially for the top seeds. The top eight seeds get a home game in week one of the playoffs. And, you know, if you're the 16th seed, you probably had a rough year. I say probably because, you know, this is sports and anything can happen. You know, honestly, I, I know it makes more money. And I get the counter arguments that it waters down competition, meaning, you know, there's a lot of uh, first week playoff games that are going to be run rules, which in Ohio, if you're up 30, 30 or more, you have a running clock to start the second half and you only stop it for timeouts or injuries. But honestly, you know, I don't mind it. I honestly don't mind it. And yes, you have every right to call me into question here because, you know, I'm working these games. So, yes, it does matter to me about working. But I actually like it. I mean, this opens up the regular season scheduling a bit. Yes, I know regions, excuse me, divisions two through seven. It's not going to be such a smooth ride. I think the rest of the regions have 30-some schools, so still a chase for the computer points. But Princeton opens up with Anderson tonight, and this is a Division One versus Division Two battle. Great Cincinnati battle. I mean, you know, you got two teams that really represent Cincinnati quite well. Princeton I'm very excited about because Andre Parker, who led Witten Woods and the Warriors for 11 seasons prior to taking the Princeton job, I mean, I, I can't wait to see what he does at Princeton. I think, you know, with the talent that's there with the Vikings and the pedigree that Coach Parker has, it's not easy to leave your alma mater. I mean, Andre Parker, he played for Winton Woods football back in the mid to late 90s. He coached there as an assistant for quite some time before stepping up and taking over the head coaching job. I mean, Winton Woods, no slouch in Division Two. By no slouch, I mean it's probably one of the first names you think about when you're talking Cincinnati football. Uh, Princeton, Winton Woods, Cole Rains in there, Lakota West definitely with Tom Bolton uh, taking the charge. I mean, there's a St. X, Elder, of course, LaSalle, Muller, you know. Uh, we can talk about the names that instantly pop in your head when we're talking Cincinnati high school football. But, you know, with the pedigree that Parker has, I mean, tonight it's not going to be an easy battle. Anderson's a great team. They're now the Raptors. You know about the name-changing thing. And the resources I use from tristatefootball.com have a paragraph all about that. But honestly, it's just a name. It's just a logo. You know, Evan Dreyer, the head coach of the Raptors, you know, his job hasn't changed. He's still leading Anderson football. And I tell you, this is a team that loves to air it out. Oh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but last year's quarterback, Jackson Kuhn, in nine, ten games. Keep in mind, last year was six regular season games. He threw for close to 2,500 yards. He's gone now. He graduated from Anderson. But you know, this is a team that will air it out. You ever seen Raptors fly? Well, tonight you will, especially if you tune into my broadcast. More on that later. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, Cincinnati area high school football should be fantastic again. And then you have Dayton area high school football. Let me tell you, it is super weird to realize that there's no cross-county conference anymore. And yes, before you you know throw your pitchforks at me or what have you, 
Yes, I know most of the cross-county conference is now in the Western Ohio Athletic Conference. I know that, but it still doesn't take away from the fact that that identity is gone. It's been around since the late 70s, not so much anymore. So with the addition of Preble Shawnee and Dixie, I mean, Preble County is locked down tight in the Wawak. Uh, the only school that's not in the Wawak in Preble County is Eaton. And the closest school they have to them now, would that be Madison or would that be Valley View? It's one of the two. So, yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of changes in conferences, especially around the Dayton area. And, you know, there's been a lot of coaching changes. Again, this isn't a whole spiel of, you know, we talk about every single thing, uh, what's changed in high school football. Because, again, we'd be here all day. If you want to follow along, I know Operation Football on Channel 2, uh, Neil excuse me, Hutch and Jack do fantastic jobs. Andre, oh, I'm trying to think of his name, Andre Dawson for 2245. He does an excellent job. Hopefully I can get him on this podcast soon. If I ever, you know, keep up with this podcast again, I promise I do intend to keep up a lot better than I have the past two months. Again, I am sorry, but I explained why I did what I did. So yeah, high school football starts tonight. On my Twitter feed, I will give out the final scores like I've always done. And I highly recommend ScoreStream. Also, Max Preps has a thing where you can report scores. That's all fun and dandy. But yeah, I can't wait to work for ESP Media again. My role has increased. Not only am I doing Princeton football home and away games, I'm doing home games for Princeton boys soccer, girls soccer, and volleyball. So yeah. Like I said, my plate loads up with Princeton Vikings, and I couldn't be happier. So, as we start this show off with high school football, it's time to dive into the mailbag. What mailbag? It's time for Mowen's Mailbag. It's the segment where you can send me sports questions, and I can send you back answers on this podcast. And I got three of them. I'm posted saying this is why I didn't record for two months and am considering shutting down this podcast for good. I got three questions, and one of them is about that team in Columbus. Great. You know what? This is, I'm going to be honest with you, this is about the seventh time I've done this take because even in this state where I'm angry, but I'm still doing it to show you that, yes, I do care about my product. Yeah, I've gotten overly snarky. You know, eventually, you probably think I just skipped the question, but no, because then people think I don't take questions. So send them anytime, DM, reply, Twitter, I don't care. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Sindaypod, C-I-N-D-A-Y-P-O-D, or the Lee W. Mowen. And also on TikTok now, <laughs> at the Lee W. Mowen. Yeah, I, I was one of those old fogies that said, I'll never get TikTok. And then I keep reading into why you should to help promote your sports podcast. And I'm like, okay, sure, I'll do that. So there you go. Let's get the question out of the way. That's talking about that team in Columbus. Cody Jansen, part of the 12 Oats sports family. Is Justin Fields the best quarterback in the league? No. One, he hasn't thrown the regular season. Two, 
The hype is obnoxious. I mean, good Lord. You treat him as the second coming of Jesus. It's like, that's all I can see on my timeline. Fields this, Fields that, blah, 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 blah. Well, Fields is not QB1 in the Chicago Bears system. At least not what I've been reading about. It's Andy Dalton. So you might get all, you know, angry at the fact that Andy Dalton said right now it's his time. And you know what? Rightfully so. Look how long Dalton's been in the league compared to Fields. Do I wish ill on Fields? No, that's not me. I don't wish ill on anyone. Honest to goodness, I don't. Even if you have a spat with me for (laughs) making fun of you, even though I wasn't, I was agreeing with the fact that maybe you're in the wrong, but take it what you will. No, I don't wish ill will. That's not me. That's never been me. Trying to make sure that I, I don't have anything that uh, counteracts that statement, but I'm pretty sure I don't. So, yeah. You know, good luck to Justin Fields, but you know, Andy Dalton is QB one of the Bears until something drastic happens. And plus, don't care. Yeah. So, that's a question. Here's one that will lower my blood pressure. I also kind of touched on this earlier in the high school football segment. This is from Team Gear. It's ran by my good friend JT Zabo. They do an excellent job with high school logos and products. So if you want to wear one of your favorite high school logos from the Dayton area, chances are JT has it. In fact, they have Eaton Eagle stuff, which that excites me. Now get to work on Twin Valley South. Please. Hey, Lee, how will the expansion of football playoffs affect area teams this season? So I already touched on the fact that in Division One, especially in Region 4, you only have 17 schools and 16 get in. So unless you have a really, really, really bad year, you're more likely going in to the playoffs. Now, for the other divisions, I also touched on this a touch. Touched on this to touch. Yeah, I, I speak good. I mentioned that, you know, in the ever divisions and regions that there's more schools. I think take your shot 28 to 32 on tap. I'm trying to think if there's any more. I'm looking at division seven by looking at, I mean, trying to picture it in my head. I'm pretty sure there's only 28. You get what I'm saying. It will still be a battle for computer points. In terms of now, scheduling, I like it because, again, Princeton opens up with Anderson at home tonight. And if we had, you know, back to 8 or 12, would we have something like that? I, I don't know. I mean, Evan Dreyer brought up the fact that he's the head coach of the Anderson Raptors. He brought up the fact that, you know, with less pressure on making the playoffs, you know, you can schedule some tough games, you know. Play against some of the best. See what you got. So I definitely think that, again, yes, you have the perfectly valid argument that, you know, 16 teams, that's a lot. And you're going to have a lot of run rule games in the first week of the playoffs, which I don't necessarily disagree with. But you never know. That's played on paper. You don't play games on paper. You play them out on the gridiron. And then you read stats off the paper. You know, if you're a broadcaster, that is. So, honestly, I think it's a nice change. 
I mean, yes, you're still worried about the playoffs, but it's not that dire unless you're talking 16, 17, like you need a game to win and what have you. So definitely, I think it is something that can be pretty good for the communities. I think, you know, there's not this whole, oh, we got to go 10 and 0 and, you know, hope that we have enough computer points, that type of thing. I mean, you still want the playoffs, of course, who doesn't, but you know, there's more chances to play, you know, against tougher teams. Too bad that team in Columbus won't go for that. So there is one more question, and it's from our good friend Lou Gamlin, real Captain Lou on Twitter, also part of the 12 ounce sports family. And this is about the Cincinnati Bearcats. What do you think of the Bearcats ranking, and are they going to do as good as last year? I think, yes, they'll do as good as last year. I do worry about, you know, some of the pieces that dropped off. But, yeah, Luke Fickle has built up a very respectable UC Bearcats football program. I mean, night and day difference between Tommy Tupperville, who's now in the Senate in Alabama. No political statement after that, I promise. But I think what I think, you think what you think. There. Now we agreed on something. But, I mean, the results that Fickles had, I mean, just outstanding. I, I think AAC title or bust. Honest to goodness. Yes, I know UCF is good. Yes, I know Houston is good. I know that. But there's no reason why the Bearcats can't run the table. Honest to goodness. I'm hoping that Evan Prater, I'm trying to think if that's his name or not, the quarterback from Wyoming, pretty sure it is, I hope he gets a shot soon. I mean, if it's not this year, that's fine. But hopefully he's going to be part of the Bearcats program. You know, try to build it up after, you know, I think Ritter, Desmond Ritter graduates. Try to think if he's still at UC. But honestly, I think, yes, UC will be just fine. And, you know, eighth best you know, a eighth best in the, what is it, the AP and 10th in the coaches poll. That's outstanding. And darn well deserved for Cincinnati. Now to good friend and loyal listener, Matt Morris. He's got a couple of questions. Three of them, which is fine. I said I only got three questions and I forgot there's multiple questions on this, which is fine. I don't care. Send me as many questions as you want. If UD football would move to FBS, which is, you know, what uh, the big level is in college football, what conference would you see them playing in? Well, I don't know if I'd ever see UD go to FBS. And the real reason is then you got to think about, okay, do we move all of our programs out of the Atlantic 10? You know, I still love to see the reuniting of Dayton v. Xavier. Because, you know, that's a great rivalry, Cincinnati-Dayton battle right there. Both private schools representing Southwest Ohio. I love that, but I don't know if Xavier would love that or not. Also, Butler, too. They spent a grand total of one year in the Atlantic 10. And when they were in the Atlantic 10 for the home baseball series at UD, they still had uh, Horizon League slips. But then again, A-10 was never a long-term stand for Butler. Although I really liked the Bulldogs in the A-10. It's nice to have something between Dayton and St. Louis, but there you go. So honestly, I don't see it happening, but okay, let's say Dayton does go for FBS. 
I, I still don't know how you jump that quick from non-scholarship football. Remember, Dayton does play in D1, but non-scholarship football. I don't know how you, you know, make that huge of a jump. I don't see Dayton dropping down from the Atlantic 10. So I think the sites would be Big East or bust. So honest to goodness, it would take a lot of moving pieces in the right direction. But again, I don't see Dayton moving to FBS for football. It's a great program, though, even though, you know, again, non-scholarship. But really, what does that matter? Well, to the players, it matters because they don't get athletic scholarship money. I think they get academic money. But there you go. So question two from Matt. What do you think the chances are UD building a new football stadium in the old fairgrounds? Uh, be a nice spot at the corner of Stewart and 48. But I don't know if I see that happening either. I mean, think about parking. I mean, <laughs> parking is kind of uh, tight around there. I mean, it'd be nice to see. But I think the chances are slim to none on that. And question three, do you think the Dutch Lions program or another club will go pro again? Uh, Dayton Dutch Lions. There was that spell where they were in the USL Pro, which is now USL. I don't see it happening for the Dutch Lions. I mean, things can change. I mean, if there's an upswing and everything, I like to see more people check out the Dutch Lions because, you know, it is good soccer product. It's a local soccer product. I mean, men's and women's are represented. Women's season, not too bad this year. Men's season, it was rough, but no, they played through. So that's the big thing. Honest to goodness, I don't see the Dutch Lions trying to go pro. Now, will there be a Dayton pro soccer team ever again? Never say never, but where are you going to play? If you go in a league that's asking, you know, pro stadium or bust, why are you building it? And yes, you're going to have to build it because, I mean, the finest fields around here are high school fields. I mean, you could make the argument, play a welcome stadium. Well, are you going to be able to sell out welcome stadium? Are you going to be sell, are you going to be able to sell enough where it's profitable? And I, I don't, I don't know. My heart still hurts from how the Dayton Dynamo situation went down. I miss that team every day. I had a lot of fun with the Dynamo, but, you know, it is what it is. Love saying that. No, I don't. So, you know, I mean, if you go in a league where it's pro, but they don't really care where you play as long as you have A, B, and C, which is normally locker rooms and, you know, places with internet so you can stream games and you know have everything like that uh, i possibly but i don't know you know i i hate it because dayton has, has gotten such a bad rap in sports it's like dayton's not a sports town says who you no dayton is a great sports town look at the high school scene around here it's fantastic look at the college basketball scene around here it's fantastic i mean college football yeah you can make the argument because you know everyone just flocks to that team in columbus when you know there's a perfectly good local team in dayton but never mind and also non-division one schools to central states 
Heck, and what would that be? Next Saturday, the Marauders are going to open up against Kentucky State at, you know, that team in Columbus. Okay, Ohio Stadium. Sorry. But, see? Central State playing at a big D1 field. I don't think I've heard a peep on that. But, you know, Central State should be good. New coaching staff and new field, which I got to see the pictures of on social media. That's really cool. I love seeing new fields being put in. I don't know why. Then again, I like seeing logos and stuff like that. I like seeing stuff behind the scenes, too. It interests me. So Central State should be pretty good this year. I mean, again, Dayton has a great sports scene. It's just... You know, and I haven't even touched on Dayton Dragons yet. Heck, they're in the running for the playoffs. Yeah, they're in the running for the playoffs. Now, this year, because COVID, uh, the playoffs are going to be a little bit different. Normally, when it was the Midwest League, you'd have a pair of winners in the first and second half. You'd ever win the half to clinch home advantage, or you win the wild card, and you'd still play. Not so much in the 12 teams in the high A central. Only two are getting in, and it doesn't matter which division you are. It's going by record. Who's got the best record? And right now, uh, Quad Cities is running away with the best record. The second best record right now, that's a tighter race. Dayton's in the mix. I think they might be a game behind Cedar Rapids. This is me not looking at the computer because today it's just, hey, high school football season starting and answer the questions so I can get an episode out and, you know, all that good stuff. Just to make sure you know that, yes, I still care about the podcast. Now, please care with me and share it along because that'd be great. So... Again, do I see a pro soccer team coming to Dayton anytime soon? No. Would I like to see one? Yes. You know, I've always wondered, too. What if Hair Arena did build that baseball park in their parking lot? Yeah, there were plans for that back in 1997, I believe, before, you know, the whole plan of building downtown was, which that's revitalized that part of Dayton. I mean, tremendously. I mean, Boulder Brew Barns building an outdoor location right across from Dayer Ballpark, which, by the way, they have that big silo by the entrance, which I love seeing the silo, but it, it's it's cool. It's cool to see. So, and there's a hotel that's going into the old Mendelssohn's, and you see all the apartments, which costs an arm and a leg for a studio. But at least you can use the bleachers to watch the games, which dragons don't like because, you know, you can see the game and don't have to pay the dragons. You pay the apartment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that would have, you know, put some life in the Trotwood or, you know, I, I always thought that if both plans went as, you know, progressed that, you know, it'd be a great place for an independent ball team. I mean, we don't really talk about indie ball much here on the podcast because there's one team in the area, the Florence Yalls, and they are doing quite well. I think they're a game back of first place Evansville at the moment. I honestly wonder about that, about, you know, building that. Dutch Lions, Dayton Dutch Lions a couple years back, 
showed plans for you know a soccer complex on the corner of 675 and Yankee, which is by Dayton Mall. And it's in Washington Township, which is a very nice area. It would have been in a very heavily wooded area. But just think about if that complex was built. It would have been the Dutch Lions and all of the Dutch Lions. Uh, I mean, I love Doc Stadium. I love West Carrollton. But, you know, it would have been Dayton's. I mean, it's a partnership between Dutch Lions and West Carrollton High School. But it's theirs. It's theirs to run. So I don't know if that will ever happen. I, this has been probably like 10 years ago now, but there you go. So thank you, Matt Morris. Thank you everyone that's asked questions, especially if they are relevant to local sports and not just, you know, Buckeye gushing, which happens a lot around here. Doesn't happen as much in Cincinnati, which is why I like listening to Cincinnati radio, but it it still happens from time to time. It's like, stop it. Then again, the Reds and the Bengals, FC Cincinnati at the same time help UC football and then college basketball. Yeah. So, like I said, I love listening to Cincinnati Sports Radio. It's what I listen to on the way to my events. And, yeah, they do a nice job down there. Hopefully one day I get to be part of sports radio. Probably not in Dayton, but there you go. You know what? I think I'm going to call this... An episode after I talk about this. It's the USCAA welcoming in Miami Middletown and Miami Hamilton. And this excited me because this is a couple months ago, honestly, and I just never got around to it until today. But as you know, I spent a year and a half broadcasting Miami Middletown basketball, women and men's. And it's college basketball. They were part of the Ohio Regional Campus Conference, the ORCC, which is pretty much branch campuses of several other schools. Ohio State, Wright State's Lake Campus was in it for a few years. Uh, Both Miami branches, Hamilton and Middletown, that field athletics. Ohio had had 1.4 three branches, Chillicothe, Lancaster, Eastern, and why am I not thinking of the fourth? Maybe it's just three. Zanesville. I knew I was forgetting one. OSU had Mansfield, Lima, and oh, Newark. (laughs) I think that's all the teams I covered. Also, Akron had Akron Wayne. So there you go. But they didn't stay too long. In the two years. So now Miami University's branch campuses are part of the USCAA, which is where Wright State Lake has been for the past few seasons. So they announced a while back that five new full members for this upcoming academic year, Bath Path University, which actually it's Bay Path University, it's just Uh, said wrong on the opening paragraph, Bucks County Community College, Miami Hamilton, Miami Middletown, and York County Community College. So, let's start off with the Miami branches. The first one located in Hamilton, Ohio. It has 1,700 full-time students and over 30 majors. It's the largest of the regional locations for Miami, and Hamilton and Oxford aren't too far apart, so that's why. It's still a compact, friendly campus with an average class size of 20 students. Yeah, Miami Hamilton's campus is pretty nice. I went there once, so I can't really say, you know, oh, it's beautiful, go there and everything. But yeah, it's pretty nice. Gymnasium's pretty nice, too. 
The Harriers have been an extraordinarily successful athletic program in the ORCC. They won the volleyball title last two years, baseball the last 15. They play at Foundation Field, which is also the home of the Hamilton Joes, the Great Lakes Summer Collegiate League champs, by the way. Congrats, Joes. And the overall all-sports award winners for the last six years. So yeah, Miami Hamilton is pretty darn ace. And Miami Middletown, the very first regional campus opening in 1966. It's hard to believe that the branch campuses, you know, are that young or old, depending on what your view was. Middletown has approximately 2,000 students. It's a compact, friendly campus. And yes, I will vouch on this because, you know, getting to Miami Middletown, it's a beautiful campus. It's very, it's very small. I do miss the time when Miami Middletown had their own radio station, but never mind. The College of Liberal Arts and Applied Science is based at Miami's regional locations. More about the the scholarship, not scholarships, the programs, which, by the way, you know, it is nice with the branch campuses. It's kind of like community college to another college, except, you know, you're part of Miami's family, whereas you go community college route, then, you know, you're not necessarily that. But reading on, the Thunderhawks have been a consistent high performer in the ORCC, Ohio Regional Campus Conference. Winning men's basketball division titles the last eight years and state championships in six of the last seven. That's the equivalent of March Madness in the ORCC. You win the regular season title and then you have a shot for the championship. The women's basketball team has won its divisional crown three of the last five years. Men's tennis has won conference and state titles the last two seasons. So yeah, very, very successful programs at Middletown and Hamilton. So I'll be honest, when I read this, I was shocked because, you know, ORCC and Miami branches seem like peanut butter and jelly. But, you know, these branch campuses show every day why they're so important. Again, you get to go to Miami and not spend the Miami Oxford prices. You spend a little at Middletown and or Hamilton. Probably not at the same time, though, but you never know. So the CEO of the USCAA, Matt Sims, says we're happy to welcome Miami University regional campuses. We've been targeting many of the ORCC institutions for some time, you know, Wright State Lake. So, yes, Wright State and Miami continuing the D1 rivalry and the branch rivalry. Miami University, Hamilton and Middletown will be strong fits for the USCAA competitively, and we hope that this will be the spark for the addition of a new conference in the Great Lakes region of the country. Also, I talk about Wright State Lake a lot. There's Cincinnati, Claremont, and Batavia. There's also Blue Ash Campus, and I was about to cross the two, but uh, no, that's not correct. So yeah, um, in case you want to know what the USCAA is for, it's like the NCAA, but for smaller schools, like your 2000s and you know teams like that. So, hey, it's increased, you know, competition. So I can't wait to see what Miami, U, Middletown, and Hamilton do. And you can believe that I will be following along with the Thunderhawks and the Harriers as I have the past few years. Although there is sad news to share about Miami, Middletown. Uh, the PA announcer recently passed away. 
and that would be James B. Gillis. He passed away about two weeks ago. Now, this gentleman, what a personality he had. He could brighten up a pitch black room with just, you know, how happy he was, his personality. He just, bam. Also, a few things I loved about his announcing style. He always said, there is no more chicken wings at the concession stand. And only being there a year and a half, I don't think there was ever chicken wings at the concession stand. But we're mums the word and rainbow for all the threes. I mean, this guy, he always put a smile on your face. So this is shared by Alex Glock, uh, Willie Porter, and Miami Middletown Athletics. Rest in peace, James. And it's great, you know, talking to you the year and a half I got to broadcast Miami Middletown basketball i think that will wrap things up next week hopefully we will by we i mean me it's always been a one-man show i will share high school football scores this is the earliest that high school football will begin in ohio it's the earliest since 2008 and also week one of indiana kentucky football is this week as well I can't ever imagine a time when all three tri-states had their football season start the same week. But about darn time. I'm tired of talking about Indiana, Kentucky and not being able to talk about Ohio. No, I'm just kidding on that. But high school football, it starts tonight. And you can catch me on ESP Media and Flow Sports. It's $19.99 a month or $150 a year. And you get all the Princeton high school games, all the ESP games, and all the Flow Sports offerings as well. It's not just you pay a little bit for Princeton. You pay for the service. So if you want to watch... Uh, I think there's college football and flow. There's there. Uh, flow wrestling, I know, is a big thing. Flow track and field. Um, I'm trying to think what else they have off the top of my head. But I know ESP, all the games will be on Flow Sports. And again, $19.99 a month. Or if you want to save some money, it's 150 bucks for one year. Definitely uh, sign up for that because I will be broadcasting a lot of Princeton stuff. And I can't wait to take you on the journey. Again, sorry for the nearly two-month delay on this podcast. I mentioned why I'm in a better mood, so I'm not going to rattle off a few things. But please, start getting involved. Share the episodes, you know. Put in a couple good words so that I know that I'm not just doing this for naught. And let people know that you don't have to listen to a three-hour show that warships that team in Columbus or the Cleveland Browns or, you know, bashes on the Cincinnati Bengals for the crime of existing. You have a show, a podcast that doesn't treat you like an idiot and will respect whatever you like, even if you like that team in Columbus. And that is the Cincinnati Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Malum. Well, I like to tell you that Monday will be the day I'll do the podcast, but uh, time hasn't been my friend. So hopefully for week one, we'll recap what's happened in Ohio, Northern Kentucky and Eastern Indiana, East Central and Southeastern Indiana. And we'll catch you up on the Reds and the Dragons, but I didn't want to make this an 
hour-long episode because of the fact that it's been so long since I've done one of these. Wanted to let you know, yes, I'm still alive. Yes, I'm still on the podcast. Yes, my phone is obnoxiously loud when I don't want it to be. And yes, you can have local sports coverage with someone that cares about local sports and the local community. My name is Lee W. Mowen. Talk to you again for episode 218 of the local Sunday Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cincinnati and Dayton Sports Podcast with Lee W. Mowen. Be sure and bookmark SindayPod.com, the official website of the local Sunday Sports Podcast. From there, you can find your favorite way of listening to future episodes on platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, and more. You can also find the Redbubble and Tee Public shops there too, where all podcast merchandise purchases go to help the podcaster. Follow on social media at Pod and the Lead W Mowen on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. This closing theme was created with the Splash app. This is Lee W. Mowen saying thank you again for listening, and we'll talk more local Cincinnati and Dayton, Ohio sports next time. <laughs>